0: Hey story show listeners, Jeremy here along with Angie and Shane and we are here talking about the Light My Fire story show from August 2019 just last summer and uh, our featured story this time is Oh What a Difference She Made by Bev Jackson Cotter.
1: Yay, best. She's the best. Yeah,
2: she was really good. I love those just little stories that captivated her whole life.
1: I know. She's just like she's just a hug. She's a person that's a hug.
0: (laughs) She's the best. uh, What I liked about so her her story isn't one single story or even two that tie together. It's a series of vignettes about different women who impacted her life, mostly positive, but some in more challenging ways. And um. Yeah, really interesting.
1: So, uh, who are the women that have impacted your lives? Ooh, good question. Good question.
2: You don't have one right off the top of
0: your head? I don't.
2: Huh? Well, I've got lots of them. It's hard oh, to... Oh, right. I get that, too. I, mm-hmm. Mrs. cuteman was my English teacher in high school, and she had a... Smart s- with two English you teachers like here. That? Oh, that was good. <laughs> that wasn't why I picked her. I, <laughs> she did something for me about just language and the power of words and... We had to keep a journal in class every day. There was a new topic in the corner of the blackboard. and
1: Was she, it actually a blackboard with chalk? Of course it was. Okay, okay. I am old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and
2: the other thing she did that I really appreciated is that she uh, would roll in the TV card. And she would have recorded bits of the six o'clock news the night before. And she would show people who were totally inept of speaking on public television, being interviewed on the street or something, and she would look us dead in the eyes and go, This is why English is important. <laughs> the, as a public speaker, I really value the key thing she taught me of like there's public consequences to your speaking.
1: That's fair.
0: I'm going to follow the trend here, mine mine happens to be an English teacher I'll too, Mrs. O'Lawson. Uh, and she was important for me for two reasons, one, she encouraged me to try theater in my senior year of high school, and Ooh. I always wanted to do theater, but I never had the guts to well, do it. What were you in? I was in Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead.
1: Your school did that Oh point. Yeah, yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, for the one-act play competition. And I had, oh. I had two really small roles. One of them was in drag, though I got to play the queen in the dumb show. I got to flit around stage and act horrified when I saw my husband dead. And <laughs> um, and the other one was the odd couple. And uh, I, was, I was not one of the two leads in the odd couple, but I, it was so much fun. And wow. um, I probably wouldn't have done that without her her encouragement she also in got me into mythology in high school and she showed photos of when she had traveled in Greece and I remember thinking I'm gonna go there I'm gonna go there one day and and I did I studied abroad in in Greece so wow. yeah so she was so she's you saw, awesome
1: you saw all the buildings all the things
0: so. yeah yeah we had a, it was great had an art history class and so I mean we toured Olympus we toured uh, Mycenae Crete you know all the major sites and I can honestly say I wouldn't probably wouldn't have gone if I hadn't hadn't had her as a teacher in 10th 11th and 12th grade so Wow yeah
1: That's sweet. yeah you and um mine's uh, not to break trend here but uh uh, for sure my grandma like she's the greatest human being that's ever been on the planet earth
2: Um, i believe that's exactly (laughs) how you introduce her every time we talk about it
1: yeah she was an angel on earth um yeah she's amazing she's just i i've never seen her not in a positive space Even when things are not great for her, like she's like, "Well, this, we'll do this. Well, it'll be like this," and it's just always um, this really positive, awesome space to be around her. Um, and you know that she likes something because she like will slap your knee. <laughs> you get a little slap on the knee <laughs> when she's excited about something. So. Uh, She was the matron of honor in my wedding. And, like, I wouldn't wow. be who I am without my grandma. Wow. She's the greatest.
2: Fantastic. Yeah. So is it... I have a fault. We have. Yeah. Is it the fact that she is the person that absorbs you so well? Or is there something about her that you try and emulate?
1: Both. Well, I accepted really early on that I will never be able to hit her level like trying for that you're just gonna fail (laughs) so like um just yeah emulating is a good word. like just trying to like reach her level of like thinking of other people contributing back to the community like she just does all these things that like make a good human a good human and like she doesn't talk about it she Mm -hmm. she just like does it yeah So clearly I have a lot to learn from her still.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think you're doing too bad. (laughs) You know, uh,
0: so Bev's story made me think like this would actually be a great, a great theme, you know, for for uh, a future show. Oh, for sure. You know, powerful women or influential women in our lives. We'd have to come up with a catchy, you know, super catchy theme. Hmm. Title. <laughs> I'll work on it. Yeah, so.
1: <laughs>
2: <get on>
0: it.
1: <laughs> All of us look at you. you both, yeah, you both look directly
0: at me. Yeah. I'm on um, it. But, um, I mean, seriously, you know, just, and I remember doing this during the read through and at the show as well. Even though I'm into the story, I can't help think about even yeah. more, you know, like I, I talked about an old teacher of mine, but I got three or four other you know, women that I could talk about pretty quickly, I think. who, and, yeah. and they're all different. And mm-hmm. so it would be it would be fun. Yeah. yeah,
1: I get it. You don't want to talk about me for a whole podcast. That'd be weird. It's a little awkward. Yeah, I, yeah. T- I talk about you so much. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for another one. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, should we get to the story? Let's do it. Okay, without further ado, this is Bev Jackson-Cotter with What a Difference She Made.
2: Bev Jackson-Cotter is slowing down, slowly. As a mom, she was a Girl Scout leader, Sunday school teacher, and 4-H leader. She was 37 when she started college and did her student teaching at an international school near Starnberg, Germany, when she was 42. She had an 18-year career as a museum director and discovered her love of storytelling by listening to real people share their life experiences. As a retiree, she belongs to a library reading group and the Washington Street Writers, coordinating a storytelling circle at a retirement center and is active in the Albert Lee Arts Center. She has been told that she smiles too much and that her writing is too creative. This is What a Difference She Made by Bev Jackson-Cotter.
3: Thank you, Shane. People come into our lives, some for a short time and others for many years. Most make an impact while others fade into our personal history. Certainly my father and uncle, my husbands, some male teachers and pastors and business associates, and even some long gone boyfriends have made a difference. But the people I'd like to tell you about are the women who helped me to see that my dreams were not impossible, that I need not be limited by my mistakes or the obstacles that life throws at me. These women gave me the courage to say yes, and they changed my life. Miss Bodine, my kindergarten teacher at Ramsey School, was a no-nonsense type of person. With 20 lively kids in her classroom, she didn't have time for our fooling around. One day during nap time, when we were all lying on throw rugs we'd brought from home, one of the necessary kindergarten supplies in those days, we just were not settling down. There was lots of chattering and giggling. Finally, in a very firm voice, Miss Bodine said, the next person to talk must go stand outside the door. Well, no one wanted to face that embarrassing situation. I rolled over and to the person lying next to me, I whispered, I wonder who it will be. (laughs) Of course, the next voice we all heard was Miss Bodine saying, Beverly. (laughs) I humbly folded my rug, placed it on the shelf, and followed her out the door. The kindergarten room was next to the student restrooms, and it was time for the second graders to make their afternoon visit. They all looked at me and snickered, knowing I was being punished for a terrible misdeed. I learned an important lesson that day, and occasionally I wish Ms. Bodine was still around to remind me that there are times when it's best to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> Mrs. Potter was my third grade teacher. One spring day after our class spent our playground fiad time playing Johnny May I Cross Your River, we lined up to walk back to our classroom. I happened to be near the end of the line and in passing Mrs. Potter said to me, Beverly, you are a leader. I don't remember many other things about third grade, but I never forgot her comment. And many years later, when I was working on a degree in museum administration, I was reminded of the encouragement it gave me. Miss Larson taught sixth grade. She was young and beautiful and engaged to be married. And the colorful shoes that matched the dresses she wore were the utmost in fashion. She encouraged us to write and to use our imaginations. And because of her support, I was invited to be one of the few students who read their stories at the all school programs held in the gymnasium. Miss Bennett was my eighth grade social studies teacher. She was well known for the terrible temper that once caused her to throw a stool across the room, bouncing it off the opposite wall. But she supported her students in their exploration of special interests, and she encouraged my art, asking me to draw pictures for a booklet that would be distributed to all upcoming ninth graders. This interest in art and creative thinking has played a significant role as a hobby in my career and now in retirement. Many years later, after marriage, four almost-grown children, and my first venture into higher education, I was visiting one day with Ione Bell, an art teacher at Austin Community College. She looked like a little gray-haired lady who should be sitting in a rocker crocheting doilies. But instead, she was crafting homemade paper, drying flower petals for abstract collages, and had recently found a village in Mexico that would transform her designs into large woven wall hangings. When I told her that my husband did not want me to go on to Mankato State, she responded, you can do it. I did. And the experience opened up a whole new world of possibilities to me. Then there was my grandma Johansen. I never knew this woman who in 1890, pregnant with her third child, crossed the Atlantic Ocean with her young family, and who slowly adjusted to life in a new land with a new language, new customs, and a new lifestyle. She had told my mother that life was milder in Germany, and she had liked that. In America, everything is more extreme. Winter's colder snow deeper, summers hotter, humidity higher, deer and lakes bigger, fall colors brighter, life more hectic, more chaotic, and even the cakes and pastries are sweeter here than they are in Germany. Life was very hard on that rented farm and she was lonesome for the family she left behind. She had followed her husband to America and was determined to be a good mother and wife and to make the best of the new opportunities that America offered. And then my mom and my four sisters who were 10 to 18 years older than me, each one in her own unique way, treating me, the tag-along baby girl, as if I was a special gift to the family. But there were lessons to be learned here too. One day when I was about five years old and mom was outside, unbeknownst to her, I was playing in the kitchen sink I stuffed a dishcloth into the neck of a quart milk bottle and it stuck. I pulled, then yanked, thumping the bottle against a glass lemon squeezer, breaking the bottle, and almost slicing a hunk off of my middle finger. My screams brought my mother running into the kitchen, and the squirting blood at first brought her sympathy. Then, after taping the hunk of skin back on my finger, mom, who always called me by my middle name, said, Well, Joanne, if you're old enough to play at washing dishes, you're old enough to help washing dishes, (laughs) starting tonight. More than 50 years later, when I was working at the Historical Museum, we sponsored a bus trip to St. Paul to view a special traveling exhibition from the Smithsonian. My oldest sister decided to join me on this trip. One of the unique attractions was a carousel with lively calliope music and lots of galloping horses. Dolores was as eager to try it as I was. During our joyous round and round trip, it occurred to me that she was almost 80 years old, and this was the first time we had ridden on a merry-go-round together. What a wonderful way to share an adventure and our love for each other. I've mentioned several positive experiences, but there were negatives too. Women who I could not understand, that affected my outlook on life. Several years ago, I was serving on an appeals committee. One of the problems we studied was a conflict between two neighbors who had been good friends. One wanted to enclose a carport that had been attached to their house for several years, and the other was opposed to the idea. What struck me most was the cynical and superior attitude of the opposing neighbor, who was ignoring years and years of friendship and sharing, all for an imagined possible reduction in property value. Her selfishness and lack of respect cast a permanent shadow on their long-lasting friendship. And what did she gain? And what did she lose? Then there was a young woman who said to me, Oh, I never read books and another who would never go to a museum and the woman who had the opportunity to hear a speech by former President Gerald Ford and her response was once you've heard one speaker you've heard them all
0: <laughs>
3: after those conversations my thoughts were how sad then how do you ever learn where do you get your new ideas your understanding How do you grow? These women, my family, teachers, mentors, and even strangers, each in her own way, taught me, made me rethink my own values, encouraged me, and kept me in line, letting me know that my life is in my own hands, that mistakes will be made, That seemingly impossible goals are possible, and that almost always the choices are mine.
0: Shane Kepke produces The Story Show along with me, Jeremy Corey Greenus, and Angie Zoller Barker, who has the most gentle way of getting my attention. Jeremy, can you hear me?
1: Uh, can you hear me, can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's
0: easy
2: because
0: check out our webpage at thestoryshow.org and please come to our next story show which is January 11th here in Albert Lee at the Marion Ross Performing Arts Center you can buy tickets at the box office or online at actonbroadway.com thanks